Shalom and welcome to A Voice Calling in the Wilderness, a trumpet call, a voice crying out loud for God to those that would hear, so that they would run to him, that they might be warned. We are here sounding the alarm that time on earth is short and that we have no time to waste. Here we will expose the truth, teach the word, discuss the dangers, lies, and enemies we are surrounded by, and how to engage in the war that we are standing in the middle of. Today we're going to be talking with uh, Brian, Aiden, and Grant about current events and what the Bible says about what we should be expecting, how what we're seeing might align with what the Word of God says, and maybe some things that we could do to help prepare ourselves for the days ahead. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. How's it going? Good to have us. Thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, thanks for having us, JD. Yeah, it is good to have you. <clears throat> We're on a rare rip tonight, so I expect everybody to be a little bit on the fun side. Yes. Even though that there's a lot of darkness going on around us, we did not have to lose our sense of humor. We did not yeah. have to live our lives in fear and dread because we know... There's great hope. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And our hope is in the Lord. He's laid out a plan for us. So no matter how dark this world gets and how ugly or oppressive or how many things that it looks like the book of Revelations is unfolding in front of us. Mm, no doubt. We know there's an end date coming and we know what the answer is going to be at the end. Mm-hmm. And we know who is victorious. So with that said, come Jesus, come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So we're going to talk about a lot of stuff today, I hope. I hope we don't get bogged down in one thing. We've talked about a lot of stuff in the past on current events, but this world just keeps writing and providing and providing more material. So we're <laughs> Never probably ending. Gonna, we Even may today. have to start doing these things uh, a lot more often yeah. just because <laughs> we might want to have to try to keep up with what's going on. Yep. And with the events of the day, yeah, we better start with that just a little bit because yeah. we might become a news source for some people. Mm-hmm. Um that's a little bit of a scary thought, but we'll, we'll, we'll do it if we need to. Have to uh, step up the responsibility of our research. Exactly. Yeah. I don't feel like. So, uh, unless you uh, weren't aware of it, this is the fourth of October, and that we're recording this, and it probably won't get put on the air for a couple of weeks. But on this date, the social media platform of Facebook, Instagram, and the WhatsApp were all taken down worldwide, and there's some. Reports that say the government did it. There's some reports that say that uh, it could have been a hack. And there's reports that say that the Facebook people took it down themselves. So as of this moment, I don't think we have clear definition of how this happened. But literally, billions of people around the world get their daily news or information from one of those sources. Did they say how long it was down for? Or is it still, it's still down? down. It's, it's no. still down. Yeah, it's been down the entire day. It's, this it's is still amazing. down. Facebook is purging all the memes. Is that what yeah. it is? <laughs> Man, they're going to clear my very clear all my history. Yeah, <laughs> this sucks. Do we know if that's if Instagram, Facebook, and WhatsApp is that all the same company? All yeah, owned by Facebook. Yeah. Owned by Facebook. <clears throat> Facebook. Yes. So that's interesting. Like what Aiden yeah. would say, "Amen." Now, <laughs> on the heel, on, on, related to that is there was a whistleblower that testified yesterday about a bunch of stuff going on in Facebook. So it is interesting timing at very minimum. I wonder if that's a connection. Yeah, it's interesting timing for sure, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't want to speculate too much on that, but 
Yeah, it's still not logging yeah, in. We can go down I've a tried long logging in several times. We think that I see too. a little smoke over there. Just yeah. so you know. <laughs> steaming. I'm not saying it's on fire, but there's some smoke. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I still can't log in. It's still. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah it's, it's been it's out done. all day. It's done. Twitter's open though. Hey, yeah, hey well, you know what? If Facebook was gone forever, I would not cry. No. Yeah, I mean, but there are people that. Now, let's be honest. There are a lot of people that that's their career. Mm-hmm. Um, social media influencers. There's a lot of people that do a ton of marketing and sales through these uh, social media apps. Mm-hmm. And so their livelihood is right now shut off. And Ooh, also what right. you were saying too, a lot of people get news sources and stuff. It, it might not Absolutely. be a viable, but like social media, you can follow your favorite news channel well, but or you something. You can get Fox News, CNN, yeah, yeah, yeah. MSNBC. All of them have d- a depending on, depending on who you're connected with, you might actually get some legitimate news sources for a short period of time until they're taken down and, and banned. Or censored. Yeah. Right. And, Which and has happened. We've yeah. seen that. And and the but truth it, it, is, is right now, all of that is shut off and people are panicking already because yeah. uh, I saw a post somewhere, an article that said that Twitter's having a banner day with their people <laughs> lo- uh, signing, signing up for Twitter that weren't on there before. Yeah. Because that's how starved people are for social media. What what if it's just one big ploy to get people back on Twitter after the mass exodus um, from them banning uh, well, Trump? There's a lot of other options out there. People are probably going to run to different ones today, so it'll be. I'm going to run to the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you thinking Facebook first, toilet paper second? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> We're going to have another toilet paper shortage right away. We have an everything shortage. Paper towels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's an interesting thing to to think about again. Here we are. Are we going to start seeing people really panic because social media went down? Right. Like what? Um, what, 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 what this could how, do? Because if you think about it, how how tied in people's lives have become mm-hmm. to this. And I mean, I remember back when it seems like social media started, and I don't know if it really was the beginning of. Social media, but I mean, I had a MySpace. Page. I had MySpace. <laughs> that was amazing. Was, was that the first social media? No, it wasn't. The, there was a few before that. Oh, one, that one was like of, the first mainstream one. One of them I remember in high school was Melodrama. Oh, uh, see, I don't remember. That. Yeah, I don't remember that either. Like that, t- that was like you know, when I was in high school, we got into it because it was cool. Like if you got so many followers and likes and stuff like that, you got to change colors on your page and whatnot. Oh yeah. So, oh, wow. So we got like it, it was big for like maybe like. Six months, eight months, and then <laughs> and then I think uh, MySpace Today's came out. Today's a minute. <laughs> and then YouTube, yeah. MySpace, YouTube was around the same time. I count YouTube as a social media. So YouTube wasn't really a social media platform until um, the mid two thousands. Okay. So it, it it was there for videos and stuff, but yeah. you couldn't really like comment. You couldn't really connect like and stuff. Anything. It's um, really kind of a unidirectional. I mean, you can comment on stuff, but it's really a lot different than the other social media platforms yeah. where you have. Instant interaction. With Instant interaction. Well, yeah. yeah, they they have the uh, the YouTube stories, which I don't know too much about. If like I think on your phone you can do stuff like that. Um, yeah, they're adding those stories to every social media. Yeah, thing, which is crazy. Yeah, that'd be a, that's another thing. I wonder how, how if you didn't have social media, would you need a smartphone? Not really. <clears throat> You'd go back uh, to the flip phones. Ninety percent of the people use their phone for that. Oh, oh yeah, I, for the I, social media. I platforms. love my smartphone, and I never go on Facebook. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. I only yeah. have it for my grandma. My mom. Oh yeah. <laughs> for my grandma. Yeah, that's why I have a Facebook. <laughs> I, I only do it because I have to manage the church's Facebook. Account. Oh yeah. There oh. you go. I have it for the camera. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing when I'm taking pictures of job sites. 
You got three cameras on that sucker. I know. <laughs> so yeah, so so we have a huge hit for the social media world today to see. I'm curious to see where we go. Well, it makes you wonder here. what's going on in the world today that they don't want us talking about. Well, because if it was a hack or something, I feel like it would have been online in like a couple hours. This has so, been all day. Right. I don't remember the last time social media has been off for like all day unless it was Because they're secretly passing the $3.5 trillion bill, right? Yeah. What is it? Oh, uh, is it is it really a five point two? Okay, wait, they yeah. they brought it up. Yep, I forgot about that. It yeah, started out. No, a it's, lower. A, it's actually two bills, but okay, it's equals five point two. If they get that passed with um at this point in time, like something fishy is going on, mm-hmm. you know, because oh, yeah. well, so because Joe Manchin's being harassed and that Democratic senator in Arizona who oh, was yeah. followed into the bathroom being videotaped. Um, now, you wait know, a minute. Are you saying that the four hours that they shut the or the four a.m. shutdown of the vote counting was suspicious? <laughs> <laughs> oh, are we going to go back to vote counting? Oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I feel a few parallels to that with what you're saying. Mm. Well, it's it's uh, it's social Marxist tactics. So yeah. what I hear mm. is that we're getting into a, a, an environment. Where we often see the left hand do something, so you don't see what the right hand's doing. Is oh, it's all distraction. Oh, it's all misdirection. I mean, oh. I mean, uh, you know, everything that was going on with the with the election audits in Arizona. What happened right when that stuff was starting? That one, right when the reports were about to be released. Afghanistan. Did you forget about Arizona? Oh, I did. <gasps> I was seeing all the. Yeah. I've totally <laughs> forgotten about it. <laughs> I mean, it, it's all. It's there's always something. They they manufacture something so that you get distracted from what they don't want yeah. you seeing. That's been going on for quite a long time. I think they stage stuff against (laughs) each other, too, yeah. So, but we have to listen to our illustrious leader. He says everything's going great, right? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Right over here at the Garbire Show. (laughs) In terms of Biden and, and what he's talking about, like, you know, we love to listen to him. You know, the like I was saying, the Democratic uh, senator in Arizona who was harassed, Biden said, oh, well, that's uh, that's just par for the course. That's normal. And it's just like, what are you talking about? How is somebody videotaping you, screaming at you, following you into a bathroom, a normal occurrence for any politician, even though they're a Democrat and they're moderate? You know, like you should still have respect. Wait a second. I do not believe that we can allow them to define normal and normal or not normal. But this is what's coming out of the mouth of our quote-unquote illustrious leader. His press secretary said that it would be unimaginable that they would raise the prices of things just because we taxed them. Yeah. (laughs) I mean. This is absurd. Come on. Now that's absurd. Have they never taken high school economics? (laughs) Or ran a business. Or, yeah. Or just been <laughs> out in the world, period. Well, yeah, no. <laughs> so, I mean, that's like saying when you had your first lemonade stand that you had to charge more than a quarter for the lemonade if it cost more than that for you to buy it. Exactly. Yeah. Make it. <laughs> so, Word. yeah. These people. So, yeah. They, we, I don't think we can say that they get to define what is normal behavior and what is not normal behavior. But how many people listen to them and actually like, okay, I believe you. So why would that be if we, you know, this is a, a 
biblically based show. So okay. let's go back to the Bible. <laughs> why? Why would that might? Why could that possibly be that way? Why do people believe that? Well, Brian and I were were having a discussion about this earlier. I was just we were talking about a few things, and I just I was lambasting. How can people be so ignorant? You know, and and for you know lack of better candor, how can be people be just so stupid? You know, and and I don't you know I don't like saying that. Um, you know, as an insult to people, but like, I, I'm, I'm 35, right. Mm -hmm. And graduated high school, 2003. And I didn't have all this indoctrination stuff. I saw a a couple of precursor things, but like, we were still taught real history. We were still taught like legitimate things. I graduated with the capability of passing my SATs with a a decent score. You know, now kids can't read, kids can't do math. Like seniors graduating from high school can't do these things. And it's like, yeah. at what point did did people just did the the flips or the switch flip and people just get stupid? Well, I so mean, now wait a second. We have to acknowledge the fact that in Oregon they've made that now the uh, policy for the state of Oregon that that the students do not have to pass those subjects. They're not to the only state. I think it happened in Maryland too. Did well, it I hadn't really? Heard, I hadn't heard that one yet. Oh my word. <laughs> so the state run go- education yeah. says eh. you don't have to pass these things yeah. to graduate. This is Obama's common core for you. Yeah. I, I have yeah. an inter- interesting theory. Hmm? So oh, yes. The reason we know our stuff is because we do the research. Because we go out and we actually look at both sides and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're making the next generation, quote unquote, lazy enough. You mean just dumb too? Dumb, but like almost lazy to be like, okay, if you're if you tell me something, I'm just gonna believe it because mm-hmm. I don't feel like going out and and doing my own research you and doing my own research. Yeah. You know, yep. That's but just the, a, a but, theory. But then you have the people who are just like true believers, and they go out and they don't. Re- they're uninformed in the sense that they haven't actually done research to understand yeah. things. Yeah. They're just taught to act and say certain things and then when you come up against them and like try to have a logical logical argument with them all they do is get angry yeah. and yell at you because they have no response because they have no understanding of any of point of view other than their own yeah. and their own isn't based on fact it's based on something that they've been indoctrinated into mm-hmm. I go I listen to this uh, more on trivia and they go out in the streets and just or call people and ask them basic questions like do you know who the vice president is of the United States right. Right. Nobody knows. Nobody knows the you know the three branches of government. Well, yeah, <laughs> don't, this older lady, you know, they're asking her some questions. She seemed pretty knowledgeable. She didn't know what the USSR is. And Crowder it's used like, to do that too. Crowder used yeah. to go out on the street. Yeah, yep. he used to do Oh the yeah, thing. I loved his change my change my mind. Change things. my mind series. Yeah, <laughs> those were good. Oh, did you yeah. see where he went when he went out on the street with a with a bar of silver and? Oh yeah, with the candy bar, a candy bar of silver, so, and, and they all took candy bar. Yeah. It's like, it's how, like, what how are you guys dumb doing? Can you be? That's well, dumb. No, no, wait a minute. There's a difference between dumb and well, uneducated. Okay. They just don't know. They don't. Yeah. yeah. We are so doomed. I mean, at what point, at <laughs> what point did this switch? And so well, that, this is what the Brian education I, system did yeah, that. Well, this is what Brian and I were talking about. And so my one of my questions was, you know, if we bring this into a biblical context, like, is it possible that this switch happened because of you know, the great delusion God said he would bring at the end. Like, did he, is is this like, 
part of that where he sent this delusion so that this would end up happening. Because it seems like it's happened quickly. But at the same time, yeah. it's like out of nowhere, it's like suddenly people Real don't dumb. know what they're doing. But it's not <laughs> suddenly. But I always... It's not suddenly. It's been the gradual. Well, it's yeah, been, I yeah, think it's you a know progressive, what I mean? like, little step. It hasn't been exposed. I mean, suddenly yeah. we're aware of it. <laughs> Maybe that's know? what it is. But here's the thing. God also lets man to his own devices many times, right? We yeah. see that all throughout the Bible. Right, mm-hmm. right. Where God just turned man over to his own devices. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about the education system, why it got as bad as it did. If you go back to the late 1800s even, or even the early 1900s, let's say the 1920s. Okay. Parents were still going to the school board meetings. They still managed them. They still told the schools what they wanted in the schools mm-hmm. and what they didn't want in the schools. They had a voice. They cared. They went to the, every event their kids were involved in. Mm-hmm. They went to PTA meetings every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They care. Parents today? Yeah. It's a babysitting thing for them. They don't care anything about what's going on in their school at large. Now, some of you out there are going to say, no, I care about my kids. Well, Mm. yeah, I I do too. But guess what? You're part of a very small percentage. Believe it or not, it is (laughs) a small percentage. Most Mm -hmm. of my, now my my kid, my son, he goes to a a private school, Mm -hmm. semi-private, I guess you'd call it. It's not a public school. So I guess it is a private school. Okay. But. Even at, even at our school, you know, we go and talk to the teachers about different things that are going on with his education and stuff and try to understand things, but we're one of the few parents that do that. That's mm. crazy. Yeah. Even in a private school. Mm-hmm. So in the public school is even worse than private school. Because oh, so parents that send their kids to a private school, most of them at least know that they need to get out of the public school because it's mm-hmm. bad. So, mm-hmm. so they got some level of, I want to try to do something a little better for my kid, right? Right. But if you're not engaged... And we haven't been engaged for 40 years, at least, that I know of. Yeah. And so we've turned the entire school system over to the government. We've turned the the superintendent of schools, the school board, are all run by unions and by some entity outside of the parental control. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, look at what's going on. We're with, setting up for a perfect storm. Nobody's, you know. I mean, and that's one of the <laughs> things that we wanted to talk about today is in is these uh, school board wars, right? Yeah. We've got parents that are standing up and now screaming because we're upset here and talking about how a lack of education has caused people to be less intelligent than they were 20, 30 years ago. But it's got so bad now they're teaching pornography in school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, that that's, video, the lady so, at the boy, that, some that's, of those. That's just one example. That's happened oh, yeah, several yeah, yeah. times. Right. So here's the deal: they have now ag- advanced what they're doing to pornography, yeah. and they're teaching. Their uh, it was a year, year and a half ago, there was a big hoopla in the media because they had drag queen story hour in schools. In, yeah, in libraries, and in schools too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, whose fault is that? Well, it comes back to us. Mm-hmm. We have allowed it. Mm-hmm. We, we've taken our hands off the wheel. Yep. We've allowed somebody that has not got our kids' best interest at, at heart mm-hmm. in charge of this. Definitely, we've put people in charge that don't align with our morality and what our concerns are and what our, our priorities ethics. are and yep. our ethics. Ex- yep. So when we've taken all that and gave it away to somebody else, what mm-hmm. do you expect to happen? Exactly. So, so here's the thing. And to go back to a more serious note on on the idea, like before I was saying, how did this happen? How did this happen? Well, 
logistically how this would happen is in the beginning, it wasn't we just turned it over to somebody that we didn't trust. In the beginning, it was like, oh, this is a great teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and so you, the parents would meet with them, and then it would be less and less of a requirement, you know, for for most people. And it was over a period of a generation or two yeah, where this got less and less and less. It wasn't in the beginning like we saw, like, we've got these socialist people trying to, to indoctrinate oh, our no. children. It was it it was innocent in the beginning. It's a, it's the, or it appeared innocent in it the beginning. It is the same process you boil a frog with. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And then by by the time you see and you notice that something's wrong, it's already so much You're ingrained yeah. that it's almost yeah. too late. They, they also they, do the same thing with how long they've have have the kids now in school. Have you noticed that like summer vacation is not a full 3 months anymore like it was when I was in high oh, school. Oh dude, every it's year like, it's earlier and earlier. Yeah, like they're letting them out in June now and then they're getting them back like July first like, week of August, August, August or 8th. like last week of And yeah. I'm like this is unreal. I don't remember going back to we school till like September 1st. Yeah. <laughs> well, first the well, the South is a little different. What, is we are, it? What we're uh, calling? There was the same amount of time, but it was a different. It was a shift. Okay. What, what we're calling the school system isn't a school system anymore. Well, okay. It's an indoctrination system. Yeah. yeah. No, what it is is, and, is a Marxist because but in, it's indoctrination in, in a communist um, society, because you the could, state runs the school. If you, but mm-hmm. I'm talking about what they're doing in there. These kids are going in there, and they can come from a conservative home, they can come from a Christian home, they can come from a liberal home, libertarian. It doesn't matter. But the first thing they start to teach them when they get in there is that our country has been bad. Mm-hmm. They teach them to hate America. Right. Oh, yeah. That's all my history classes were. Because I was kind of, I mean, I'm obviously the baby in the room. So I, I got some of this in high school. And I remember my history classes were just, it was all about how bad the white man was. And how bad America was and how much... Mm. You know. That's indoctrination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not education. No, so that, not. that happened within 15 years of me graduating high school. Mm-hmm. Wow. Either I was in a good high school, mm-hmm. which I know I was um, mm-hmm. in the sense of the quality of education, but either I was in a good high school or something drastic changed in the last 15 years. Maybe it was Obama's Common Core. Maybe it was something else. Maybe it was a combination. Mm-hmm. But that that's totally opposite to what I experienced. Yeah. No, it was terrible. And so we had... and. I'm the older guy in the room. <laughs> I, I graduated in the 80s. Some of you weren't alive then. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not that old. Come on. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I remember we had a teacher move, and I grew up in a small rural community, okay? So some of my examples are probably quite unfair for people that are from the city. The country and city are just different. That There's just absolute truth to that but we had a, a teacher move from a city um and it wasn't a giant city i mean i think she came from kansas city to the rural town where i was going to school and she brought ideas that immediately immediately the parents were up appalled in arms. yeah mm-hmm. up in arms about and i she made it like two weeks and they had her fired oh, wow <laughs> i mean they had an emergency school board meeting and she was gone and today, so but but then parents had some power in ed, in the education process. They, say they don't have power nowadays with all these unions. And so <laughs> they could go to the school board and say, I want an emergency meeting. I want to talk about this. This lady's out. I mean, here's what she's doing. And they all agreed, this doesn't align with our values. It doesn't align with our morality. Mm-hmm. She's got to go. 
now we have, like you just said, these powerful unions that run the school system, that run the school boards. Oh, yeah. And the parents that shut are down the parents. standing up mm-hmm. and, you know, calling these people out. We had a mayor go in front of an entire school board and tell them that they could resign or go to jail. I mean, that, yeah, that, I he gave that. them two options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Quit, I saw that. go to jail. Yeah, I those, saw that. So one of those is happening Because what they were now. doing is tantamount to abuse. Well, oh, it's child abuse. It is. When, when, they're, when they're teaching pornography and sex education to six-year-olds, mm-hmm. it's child abuse. Exactly. Yeah. Well, another thing, too, the, the, they're families, not exempt. the families that are trying to do it right you know, these schools are building so much distrust in the kids because they get taught one thing at home and then another thing at the school. And it's just like, well, they get confused, you know? In, there's an increase in disobedience at home with 100%, children. Right 100%. Because they're like, well, I learned this at school, because, so that must be right. And the schools are teaching them to mm. be disrespectful 100%. to their parents. And, and their parents have disconnected themselves from their child's education in a and way so where the child doesn't trust their parent as a source of education. Exactly. But at the same time, the parent doesn't know where the disrespect's coming from because they're disconnected <laughs> yeah. from the school. Yeah, because right. they don't know. Exactly. exactly. So they're just, just the angry thing. at the child. Yeah. Right. And some of them that I see that are actually up standing up to those school boards, you know, sorry, Mrs. Anderson, you're out of time. Yeah. Please. Or they meet her mic sit. or whatever. Yeah, they don't I care. The school boards oh, yeah, don't care. Well, you know, get out of, that, you know. They've, they've <laughs> sent the police in and arrested them on the floor on the microphone. No. <laughs> wow. I mean, it, it's a war against the parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The school board should be listening to the parents, but they've turned against the parents. Yeah. So much so, or, so that the National School Board Union now wants, has determined that these parents are terrorists. They're domestic terrorists. Domestic terrorists. terrorists. They've asked asked the Biden administration um, to send in federal law enforcement, including the Homeland Security and the FBI (laughs) and the Justice (laughs) Department to come and police these meetings. What the flip is happening? They have have decided that we are domestic terrorists if we speak against them. This is These are the people that are supposed to be working for us. Yeah. Now, now, if I take you guys back to the Patriot Act, you know what that means now, don't you? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Patriot Let our Act, actually. Know. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? It means they can jail you. Without? A yep. warrant or, or anything. Bail. Or bail. All your constitutional rights can are be taken. out of the window. Yeah, are out the window. And they can do it indefinitely. Yes, they can. Yeah, yes. Another club Gitmo. But, I mean, this is the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. They have made the rules such that they don't apply to them. Mm -hmm. They only apply to subjects Mm -hmm. of the law. And that is what this nation has become. We've become the people that are the ruling class and subjects of the law. Mm -hmm. We're no longer the America that I grew up in. Oh, no. And the reason we tell you this is because you need to understand where we're at in this world from a footing standpoint, Mm -hmm. because it's easy to make the mistake and step over a line. Mm Mm-hmm. The, yep. Because one, they keep moving the lines around. Yeah, it's not a straight line. It's like a little three-year-old that's scribbled all over the wall. It's lots of lines, and they crisscross and cover each other, and mm-hmm. it's an amazing maze to try to trans- transverse. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I've gotten to a point where um, I don't even want to acknowledge uh, the lunacy. So I'll try to walk like the straight line, the constitutional line, right? And if that ends up getting me put in jail or whatever, then that's going to be what it is. Because in my heart, I can't accept the alternative. 
The alternative means that I surrender and submit to this dictatorship, this totalitarian, you know, evil regime mm -hmm. that's taken over America. And I'd rather die. You know, it's a, it's a oh, Mark, Mark, Mark Anthony, was it Mark Henry or Mark Anthony? Uh, I, Mark Henry, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, from from the American Revolution, he said, "Give me liberty, Patrick Henry. Patrick Henry, give okay. me liberty or give me death." Yeah, yep. Patrick Henry. That's yeah. it. You know, and and that's basically where I where I am at in my heart. It's like, you know, it's the same the same thing when it comes to my faith. You know, it's like there's nothing else that well, is going to be acceptable to me, and so it's either this is what I am or kill me. Well, it you goes know? back to my my favorite you know, parallel or or how I think we should handle stuff is how Paul and the early apostles handled the persecution in the early church. Because it was, it was, you know, the same thing. They were they were they were getting arrested and stuff and it's like, how did he handle it? He's like, all right, like I'll go to I'll go to jail. Like I'll do like they were smart about it, but they they didn't stand down. They didn't they didn't give in to it. They yeah, didn't seek exactly. it out. They didn't seek it out. But they didn't stop being who they were. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. they knew Paul knew that his calling and his purpose was so much more than the world. It was so much more than the life he was living. And he knew he's like, if I was if I'm gonna die, then that's that's fine, you know, to 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 die is gain, you know, to to be with Christ. So Yeah. I think that's and a lot of people do not have that mindset right. nowadays. That's They're true. so comfortable and how they are, they don't want to, they'll give into it. Even Christians nowadays. Mm -hmm. Oh, sad. yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and the world does have captive the hearts of many men. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely true. There, There is a little bit of difference between the apostles and, and Paul and those guys and, and us, and that is all of them were subjects to a king. Oh, yeah. The difference in America is we are the king. Yeah, right. Everybody has to understand that the Amer the, our government, our founding fathers set this nation up to where the people are the king. Mm -hmm. And those that we send to D.C. and to our state uh, legislatures our representatives. And represent our will. Yep. Mm -hmm. When they cease to represent our will, they are corrupt. Mm -hmm. The king has the right to end corruption in his nation. The problem is, is we have 300 and some million people and we're never going to get everybody to agree on how to right, do that, exactly. right? <laughs> but we still are within our rights to defend what we believe. A hundred percent, yeah. To not just go to jail because the corrupt people said you need to. Yeah. And, and just no, no, because no, we because need we're to fight against it. We're yeah. different in that one regard is we are the kings. And yeah. just because Republic. they try to burn down the Constitution uh, doesn't mean that that goes away. Oh, Those were not. based on the Declaration of Independence, unalienable rights, mm -hmm. something that you are born with, that mm -hmm. every single person in the world is born with, Created equal, yep. that nobody can dispute. You mean you can't you may, infringe on those? You may not be born into a country <laughs> like we were in America, you know, and you may have a different... You know, authority structure of that of that government, uh -huh. but that doesn't mean that those rights never exist. Don't exist. Oh no, yeah. Yeah. yeah, And and in reality, we have to be honest with ourselves here in the West and in, in the United States, especially. We see some of these things as great persecutions, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And and people around the world are far more persecuted. Oh yeah, one thousand percent. And they'll so, actually get killed on the quite, spot. Quite honestly, some people would hear this and think we're just whining. Well, yeah. I, I think mm -hmm. what's so hard for us is that we 
come from a mindset where this is what we are are supposed to be and have, and it's being taken away from us. It's being ripped mm-hmm. out of our uh, away from us, and it seems like it's out of our control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was going to say the the two strongest mental barriers to break or or to break through is taking the freedom from a person who has known true freedom mm-hmm. or giving it to one who's never known freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are the opposite ends of the spectrum. But the truth is, is when you've actually experienced freedom and they begin to take it from you, it it, re, it results in creating a, a mentality and a, and a mindset that causes you to re, want to revolt. Mm-hmm. You're in... Truth is, there, like I said, Pakistan, China, we could name hundreds of countries around the world where people are persecuted to death. Mm-hmm. Afghanistan, you know, China, you know, if you're caught as a Christian in those countries, probably going to die. Yeah. Um, in other countries, they're, they're tortured and abused. India, you know, it's not a good place. Pakistan's not a good place to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard. You get shunned by your family members even. You're, you may not be able to get a job because of your faith. We haven't never seen that. Mm-mm. But we are heading in a direction that indicates that we could see that. And yeah. I think because we're one of the only places left that isn't like that, like there's other places, that's that's why we're trying to hold on to it. But that's why we more. have to, And we have to understand what's going on around us. 100%. We have to understand how this stuff negatively impacts our lives and our freedoms mm-hmm. and how it will eventually could lead down to a road where we would be persecuted as similar as we see in the rest of the world. If we yeah. don't take their example and understand, look, look at some of these nations. Could you imagine trying to be a Christian in Iran? Mm-hmm. Now, go back to the 70s and see what Iran looked oh, like. It dude. doesn't look anything like it does today. Yeah. They had far more freedom. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not really that far off that we could lose every freedom we have, yeah. including our religious freedom to practice, you know, how we, we choose. Mm-hmm. So if we if we stay dumb like an ostrich and keep our head in the sand mm-hmm. and we don't look at what's going on in the world around us, how it's impacting our our lives, how it impacts our children's and the next generation's lives, then we could lose everything because we choose to be uneducated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And according to the Bible, at some point we will lose it all. But that mm-hmm. doesn't have to be today. No, it does not have to be today. But it's and, looking and, like and, it. And, you know, we recorded a show yesterday on talking about as in the days of Noah. Mm. In in the days of Noah, the people chose to be yep. evil. They and chose they to turn their back on God mm-hmm. and they chose the life they were living. Yep. If we choose this life that is, you know, the opposite of what we're taught in the in the word of God and is not healthy for us, mm-hmm. we can expect unhealthy things in our lives. Oh, sure. Right? 100%. Right? Yeah. I mean, you have to everybody has to understand that we make choices that we have to live the consequences. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't like to live with the consequences of their actions. Otherwise, we wouldn't have aborted a million, billion, millions of babies in this nation. I yeah. mean, that's that's a direct result of not wanting to live with your consequences. Right. Oh boy, no doubt. So, and, and it's just one example. There's a lot of examples of that. Mm-hmm. We live in a society that wants no consequence for anything. 
Well, that seems like something that we've read in the past has mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. yeah, it does sound kind yeah. of familiar. Well, we could it? learn from the past, or we could die. Uh huh. Well, when you like don't they have, did. when you don't have a biblical context and you don't understand that the world is not just material; it's spiritual. Yep. Those consequences that people shirk in the physical world that we see pile up in the spiritual. Oh, 100%. absolutely. Those yeah. consequences don't go away because God is a God of justice, mm-hmm. and so at some point. The, the scales will be balanced, mm-hmm. you know, and we may not see why things happen or why things come, but the spiritual world is just as responsible for what manifests in the physical world as vice versa. Mm-hmm. And God has shown us in the past through some people what, you know, some forms of his justice look like, and they're really not that pleasant. You could ask Pharaoh, <laughs> Pharaoh if you want. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, God doesn't mess around when he, uh, when, he when, says, when somebody messes with his children. Right. And, and, and he is very patient, but he is mm-hmm. not patient forever. Right. Exactly. And so we have to make sure that we aren't living as those in the world that are consumed by the world are. Yeah, right. And that, that's one of the messages that I'm hoping that people get from this talk today is mm. all of these things that are going on in the world. One, if you're a Christian and your kids are in public school, please find a way to get them out. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's, right. that's today's uh, yes, what is exactly. message of the day. The public schools are not a school anymore. It's an indoctrination center. Yep. They're teaching just incredibly bad things. Mm-hmm. They're teaching socialism. They're teaching pornography. Pornography. They're teaching humanism. It's a religion. I don't it, care what it you say. It is. Yeah. They're teaching humanism that we don't need God. And mm-hmm. if you're a Christian and your children go to a Sunday school, you know that that's not true. Yeah. So I, I plead with you to get out of the schools, find a private school, find Christian schools, start a homeschool co-op, do something. Yep. Truly care about your child and the future of your child and take them out of the indoctrination camps. But be involved and intentional in what they're doing. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a great point. We have to live more intentional now. Yeah. We've been on cruise control for <laughs> decades. Long right? time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And, and it's time to get it off a cruise and be intentional about what we're doing. Because mm-hmm. we're getting ready to run into the guardrail, guys. Yeah, and I think that goes back to the what I was saying before about like just the laziness. It takes something to be intentional, but yeah. it's so much more worth You're it. You're going to have people argue with you and say, look, we're busy. Mom and yeah. dad both Yeah, I was going to say, we're busy all the time, you know, you know? trying well, to make a living. Where do your priorities lie, though? Well, exactly. And, and that's a good point. We all have to start looking and assessing what we're spending our time with because – Time is one of the few things that we get that you don't get any more of, right? Mm-hmm. You're given a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. There's the day you're born, the day your death date is already marked. Yep. Yep. You don't know it. Nobody else knows it, but it's marked. Mm-hmm. You don't get any extra days. You, it clearly says in the Bible you can't add a single hour to your life, mm-hmm. right? So if that's the case, then the most precious thing we ever get out of this life on this earth mm-hmm. Is time. Yeah. yeah. And so we have to start looking at how we're spending our time. I've been shopping for golf carts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> but seriously, we have, to, we have to start looking at, okay, so my kids, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're doing this event and that event. We're running to this and running to that. Maybe you cut one out. Yeah, mm. exactly. So you can have some just downtime with your kids mm-hmm. because pretty soon they're grown up and they're gone. And maybe you don't need to work the extra hours so you can go to Disneyland this year. Mm-hmm. You just don't have that trip. Mm-hmm. You spend more time during the year with your kids. Yeah, That's probably more That's valuable pets. than a weekend at Disney. 
Well, I would think that's so. a good I, message. I mean, you know, a lot of people need to save hear this. a lot of money. I'll tell you that. Oh boy, now no doubt. Well, that too, right? <laughs> but and think about it. I mean, you work sixty hours a week just so you can have some extra cash so you can go do stand in line yeah. at, at Disney World yeah. or you name it, Sea World, whatever. Really what whatever your, you're doing, right? When really, when what your kids are needing are just quality attention. They you know, want, they need. And if you have the resources and the time to do those things, then that's perfectly fine. You yeah. Know. Right. I mean. If you're killing we yourself, time we to have to get reengaged with our children mm-hmm. yeah. because the world is teaching them that we're the idiots, mm-hmm. that we can't be trusted, that we need to trust the world, that they need to trust the world. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the school, it's the social media, mm-hmm. the television, mm-hmm. it's the music. Mm-hmm. I mean, the video every games. video games, everywhere you turn, these kids are being taught morality and uh, ethics that do not align with their parents most of the time mm-hmm. that they align with something that would be appalling if you really understood what they were doing mm-hmm. and so the only way to counter that is to get reengaged you know we, we go back out in the backyard and throw the baseball back and forth right? come on something exactly a frisbee i don't care what it is do What's something <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of these kids don't even know how to play sports now. Yeah. Well, go for a walk. Yeah. Go p- do sit down and pl- do a coloring book together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a board game or something. Yeah, anything. Re-engage with your families and your children because the only way Put the tablets down. that you can <laughs> counter what this world's trying to pour down their throats mm-hmm. is for you to take control of some of that time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it may be difficult because I, my wife and I both work, and I understand this dual income, dual work, you know, dual time. But you really can make a priority to make certain things important to you, and make a space for them. Yeah. And I think that's in this world we live in today, man. If if we don't do that, then the entire generations are just lost. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Because. The world is going to swallow them up. It is almost done it now. Mm-hmm. With, with the the rate of the children that are um, having trouble getting along with their parents, with the uh, school dropouts, with schools having to change the standard of what it means to graduate, where you don't have to be able to it's pass unreal. math or English <laughs> or history. Yeah. None of those are important. And then we wonder why... Uh, job seekers are saying that people are not qualified for the jobs that they're they're looking for. Well, and look at what we see. We're starting to feel economically, but they've raised the the uh, minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour on a lot of jobs in a lot of places, mm-hmm. and prices are going up so much so that Dollar Tree is no longer a dollar only store. Yeah. They're going to have five and ten dollar items. Yeah, you can't raise minimum wage and expect that inflation won't match. Yep, exactly. But, we're we're we've taken the lowest level jobs like I had in high school, you know, working at Hardee's or McDonald's or something, mm-hmm. and we're paying these people fifteen dollars an hour. Which I'll be honest with you, it took me probably over a decade or well, maybe a decade and a half to ever get to that. Yeah, right. And they <laughs> they don't have an education that they they can't do math. Mm-hmm. They can't very well read they definitely can't write mm-hmm. i've taught in i've taught in college courses and i was just amazed at how they couldn't put a sentence together couldn't do punctuation they couldn't uh, put a paragraph together they'd never written written 
a paper. Mm. And they were in college. In and college? Never, they had never written a paper before. That's crazy. Freshman in college. How do you go through high school and not read? I remember write? writing papers in middle school. Some of them had never done it. And a lot of them don't never done work classes either, right? Like mm-hmm. home, home, uh, what's the, what, where they work? Uh, home ethics or home. Yeah, home ec and, home ec. and like building construction. Yeah. And all that. There's a, there's a real lack of tradesmen in the world today, yep. you know, and I'm seeing it in my department well, because, too, because there's, there's just, they're not there. Well, it's all a push for college too. Mm-hmm. I don't think college which, is which for. Which is a further indoctrination. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I don't think college is for everyone. Like I've. Some kids want to just work with their hands and do stuff like that. Well, we and go to trade school and stuff. We got rid of apprenticeship. Yeah, and apprenticeship That's used to be the way people got into trades and, and learned how That's to be what I was trying to say. some yeah. sort of craftsman. Well, we've yeah. taken the priority you know? off of it. They still exist, but they're they're nowhere near what they right. were. Right. So yeah. America doesn't have like a big emphasis on but, trade schools or apprenticeship or anything like that. It's not that it's that's very important. That is where I am. Go to college, go to university, that's go to college. So lacking well, because in our department. the whole point is to yeah. indoctrinate them even further. Like that's where it, Well, I think it's cuz they all want them to go through the same funnel of right learning. Exactly. But I I I wouldn't be where I am today without mentors. Well, I I would challenge this. If you tell me something outside of the military industrial complex that we make We don't make toys. Not anymore. We don't, we don't make anything outside of that complex. It was a 1999 or 2000 with the China trade deal. Mm. Everything changed. We went from manufacturing practically everything to letting to getting to a place where we manufacture nothing. We went from, the, wait a minute, we uh, manufacture we went, toilet paper. We what? went from a producing nation <laughs> Idaho. to a consuming nation, <laughs> yeah. and that's almost always a curse. Yep, because well, what happens when it's cut off? Well, and we're, <laughs> we're seeing some of that, Exactly, right? mm-hmm. exactly. We're, we're seeing that right now. So, yeah, the shortcoming of if you look at the labels just look at the labels on the products you oh, have in your house right crazy dude what are what are the countries you're going to see on it pakistan and china mm-hmm. i would say India. probably 90 percent of everything in your house that you bought in the last let's say five years mm-hmm. at least some part of what you buy has been manufactured in china yeah oh yeah if, it if, if it's an electronic component a guarantee. Well, what does it say? There's uh, something in there that's from China. Yep, exactly. Something say assembled in uh, oh, yeah, America. They'll, they'll say or... assembled in Mexico or assembled oh, in America yeah, yeah. to try to throw you off the trail. <laughs> or what does Apple do? Designed in California. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's the same as a lot of the cars that are American-made cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're assembled in America. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but the engines but 90% and stuff. Of the parts yeah. yeah, if you look at all my parts on my truck, everything has a Canadian stamp on it. Oh, does it really? <laughs> yep, everything's Canada. Mm. Uh-huh. So... That leads us to, if that's the case, that we live in, what do we live in? A service society now? Uh, a, it's not a manufacturing society. We don't live in an agricultural society because agriculture doesn't drive it. What's our engine? I oil. mean, that's a good question. Is it? We don't, don't even get to do that now. No, not, not anymore. We're buying oil. We were. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were. We, we, we were energy independent a year ago. Mm-hmm. But we're not now. No. We're so, a service uh, country. So <laughs> service those millionaires. Yeah, they don't make any money though. Service service nations that have ever been that way, they don't make any real money because mm-hmm. to provide a service, you still need things. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you you become a consumer. Yeah. So we're a consumer economy. How else do you think China's thriving right now? <laughs> yeah, we're the ones that made China <laughs> give that gave China the most billionaires in the world. So think yeah. about this: then the first 180 years of this nation, we're 240 years old. Mm-hmm. It took 180 years for us to get to five trillion dollars in debt. Staggering. And we're, then in we're, two we're years, yeah. We're, we're, well, currently we're sitting in at about twenty-six trillion dollars in debt. <laughs> and Biden wants to tack on another five. Five point two trillion dollars is what they're aiming at right now between two different bills. Unreal. So they want to exceed yeah. the national debt in one year, that which it took one hundred and eighty years to accum- accumulate. Inflation, <laughs> much. <laughs> Yeah, but what you don't realize is, yeah, over 180 years, we only got to $5 trillion, But there were, what, I think two points along the way where we were actually in the black. Oh, yeah. At the end of Reagan, yeah. we were in the black. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a gradual, continuous line, no. Very up and down. But the truth is, is we, our economy has not been able to support itself for many years. And mm-hmm. right now, as we sit here today, we're still sitting at the potential for a government shutdown. We're still sitting at the potential for an economic collapse in this nation because we don't have any money to fund ourselves right now. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're trying to spend money to support ourselves. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this for a long time, too. Like, I always hear this, you know, every few years. Oh, government shutdown. Oh, my word. Yeah. You yeah, know, the, and then it's like, oh, raise our debt ceiling again. Okay, good. We're good for a while. The truth is, is you can only <laughs> do that so long before your debt in, is, your debt and interest, it, it, uh, it uh, surpasses your D, GDP. Say, how are we doing it now? We're buying our own debt. Nobody else is buying it for us. Well, that's another good point. There are, well, there's a lot less <laughs> well, investment from other countries. Oh, yeah. Nobody's buying our bonds. Well, and- so part of the reason is, is you have countries like China and Russia that are behind the scenes working on trying to get rid of the petrodollar. Mm-hmm. The truth is, is the thing that really props this nation up is that petrodollar. The whole world trades on the, the petrodollar, the US, dollar, yeah. U.S. currency dollar. Mm-hmm. If it ever stops trading energy on the petrodollar, oh, we would no longer. Our, we would officially no longer be the superpower. Oh well, we would turn into Venezuela. And, I was going to say and Venezuela real quick. Be eating our dogs. <laughs> well, and Venezuela should be a, a shining example for us because that was a once rich, rich oh, nation. Oh, so yeah. So wealthy. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a question. Um, we have all this debt. Who exactly owns all the debt in the world? Because China. Well, no, no, actually, no, believe it no. or not, they China, own 10%. China is actually in debt. Well, yeah, that's true. I, I guess well, I saw so that with that owns construction company. All of this, who can just flip the switch one oh. day and say, "Okay, I'm in control"? Like that's that's the question I have. Somebody well, going to say the word of that last that fame that famous family? Well, I don't know that that's true either. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, the, the banking Jones. system, the system owns the debt. Well, okay. Well, the banks are in debt though. All, almost every it's, bank in, it's not in the, the world bank. is it's, actually it's the in the system itself. You have to remember that the Fed is a privately owned company. Oh, yeah. Run by mm-hmm. 200 of the most powerful uh, families yep. in the world. So They shut that off. Really, right? our debt is to the Fed. Right. Now, 10% of our debt is in bonds, which is China owned. They own 10% of our debt. Okay. 
Um, there's some other countries, you know, UK, Germany, they all own some of our debt. We mm-hmm. own some of their debt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a trade-off. But the truth is the largest portion of all national debt that for countries that are involved with it is to the Fed. So here's another question is, like, how do they force collection? Like, we're a nation. We haven't seen that we've yet. Got, we've got a military, like, you know, how do they be like, okay, we're well, going to collect, time to collect. Well, what's the most well, valuable thing in the, on this planet? So the, well, no, land? no wait, don't wait just a second. There have been studies done on this. Okay. And there have been people that pro- have postulated the outcome of, of how to resolve these issues. So we're about to reach very, and, and probably there's a really good chance by the end of the year we'll be there, that we're about to reach $30 trillion in debt. I could easily see that happen. So, well, God, we're, God forbid. we're 27 now. So I know. actually get this spending spending bill passed. What's God forbid. So the truth is, if you looked at the assets, the, the, the liquid at, the assets for all of the retirement accounts, and I'm talking 401ks, um, Social Security, all the retirement accounts in the United States are $30 trillion. Really? So do they just take that? If you get insolvent... And you have assets sitting out there that you can take and nobody can do anything about it. Do you collapse or you take those assets and trade them for your debt? Mm. I mean, I'm not saying that's what the plan is. I'm not saying that's what they would do. But ask yourself that question. If there's a piggy bank out there, it may belong to your neighbor. Mm -hmm. But rather than you lose your house and everything in it, from a worldly standpoint, not a Christian standpoint, Mm -hmm. obviously. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you take the neighbor's piggy bank? Worldly aspect? Yes, they would. We see it all the time. <laughs> oh, right? yeah. yeah. No, that's the whole principle of equity. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's wealth redistribution. Yep. It's mm-hmm. taking what everybody has and then doing what's good for the greater good mm-hmm. with everybody else's money. Mm-hmm. Which never works. Ever. And maybe you don't have to take all of the assets from everybody. Maybe you take 50% of everything. Everybody loses 50% of their 401k. 75% of your income for the rest of your life. Like, Can we just uh, sell like, off, uh, you know, California? Some of the tax proposals. <laughs> I heard that if you just sell off several of our state parks, you've got it made. So, I mean, we could just sell off a nice chunk of, uh, there you, go. you know, California, maybe, you know, all the coasts actually would really work nicely. We'll just cut it. Yeah, get, <laughs> just know? let it flow. Washington, off Oregon, Pacific. California, bam. Get, get rid of that progressive nation. Exactly. <laughs> nice. We probably have listeners. Uh, I'm sorry, you guys. It's not you. It's <laughs> if the... they're listening to us, they're probably on our side. Move yeah. to Florida. <laughs> but they don't want to be part of China, trust me. Hmm. No, they, no, but I mean, there's, they a, there's a lot of options, exactly. right? I mean, and none of them are pretty. Mm-hmm. No. Right. The yeah. truth is, we are ed- headed to an economic crisis. Worldwide, not just in this country. Not just in this country, worldwide. That's and that's right. why the World Economic Forum has been has been talking about what is referred to as the Great Reset. And and it's not, it's na- mainstream right now. I mean... I've seen it on multiple news channels. I've seen congressmen talking about it. This is uh, something that you're going to hear more and more about, this Great Reset. Yeah, no longer conspiracy theory, people. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. This is mainstream. It's mm-hmm. on CNN, MSNBC. It's been on ABC, NBC, Fox. We've had at least a dozen Didn't they meet twice this year it. in yeah. Davos to discuss this? Yes, they did. Normally, they only meet once. Once a year. Mm-hmm. Now... If if the 
the rumors that supposedly come out of these Davos meetings are true, That's some people will see suspicious. Some of the some people will see their idea as a good thing, because it would take if you're in debt, you would be at zero debt. Mm-hmm. But the sad part about that is, is you also have zero assets. Mm-hmm. One, you would no longer be able to own your own home. Mm-hmm. It would be community property. Yep. Everybody would be a renter. They've been moving us towards this more and more with everything being subscription. They're even uh, trying to move us into the the direction of subscription-based vehicles. They've already, like there have been companies that have already started. You can, you, you can subscribe and drive this car. Well, yeah. It, and it, so, it used to be called a lease, but now it's called a subscription. Really? And, and they've been yeah. doing it kind of behind the scenes with taxes. I mean, let's think about this one for a second. You get a job and you go to work and you pay taxes on your paycheck, right? Mm-hmm. You take the money that you get you from paycheck and you go down and you buy a car. Pay taxes on that car mm-hmm. just for buying it with the money that you've already paid taxes on. <laughs> Then you go and you have to get a license to put on the bumper of the car. Mm-hmm. You pay taxes on that. So now you're paying taxes on the plate that forced you to put on the car. You just pay taxes on on the money that you pay taxes on to the government to earn. Yep. Then you go and you get insurance because you have to get insurance or you go to jail. Mm-hmm. And you pay taxes on you insurance. You pay taxes on your insurance mm-hmm. to drive the car that you already pay taxes on, what, three times now? Mm-hmm. Now, they want you to pay a driving tax. <gasps> this is in this infrastructure bill. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. This is a ridiculous. A driving tax. Yeah. How mi- mileage based. Mileage based. 800 to $2,000 a year mm-hmm. based upon your driving mm-hmm. just to drive. Now, what I was always taught to believe was is we pay taxes to pay for our roads to be built. Yeah. Comes now out of your... we get to pay taxes to drive on the roads that our taxes built. <laughs> Makes sense. Now I'm you... taking a chunk of my road back. Now you know I'm looking at golf carts. Exactly. <laughs> now I'm just gonna, dude. <laughs> I'm just gonna bring that all the way around. If it's mileage, <laughs> dude, I'm taking the odometer out of my car. <laughs> so here, here's how, and there's there's a lot of ways that they're the we are being. I keep saying they. We got to quit saying they because I don't know who the they is, but we are being conditioned to think a certain way. Right. Yes. And so we're being conditioned to not think of ownership anymore. And another way is I, my family does a lot of farming uh, out in the Midwest. The farmers and the new equipment that they own, if the, if the, let's say you have a new tractor you bought last year mm-hmm. and it breaks down, they can't go in and work on it because they don't have permission from the, let's say, international mm-hmm. to get in and mess with the software. So you have to hire their approved people to come and work on your device. Mm-hmm. So you do, do you really own it? No. No. If you can't do anything you want to with it, do you own it? Nope. Nope. So it goes back to what you were saying about leasing everything mm-hmm. and not having ownership. Mm-hmm. If you can't, if you don't own it, you're leasing it. Yeah. You're renting it. So so here's a scary next step or a scary part uh, alternate part of this is right now the Democrats are talking about trying to pass a law for a social credit card. Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah, we were talking there's about already earlier. a social credit card coming. A, a bank is already issuing it. No, and but Democrats are trying to pass it into into being like yeah, an actual thing. Yeah, I know, but the, the, the pilot program is out there right now. And 
what that means is, and in this particular credit card, and I wish I could remember the name of it right now, but it it's easy to find if you want to go look it up, trust me. But there is a credit card company that has a card that based upon your carbon print will limit, stop you or limit you on your buying. So if you hit your carbon limit for the month, you can't buy any more of certain things such as beef. Like you're only allowed so what? many points and mm-hmm. then you can't buy hamburger anymore. Because because cows fart. <laughs> Or, you know, anything, something else, right? Let's say you hit your carbon. Cow's been farting forever. Oh, wait a minute. Let's say you hit your carbon footprint. You can't buy gas. Mm-hmm. Which means you can't go to work if you run out of gas. So that's very scary. Right. And they're using this whole carbon global warming thing. I've, I've heard some studies. It's a that, red herring. Yeah, because I've heard some studies that carbon doesn't, like, is, like, clean, like, coal-burning stuff. It doesn't do anything. So the atmosphere. So here's the it's thing. like actually good for it. They started out with carbon global ne- neutrality and, for cards. Yeah. Cards, right? Something I find yeah. out. I'll find out what it is. Because carbon dioxide called. is good. Carbon monoxide is not good. Well, carbon monoxide is lethal for us, but that yeah. doesn't mean it's lethal for um, the actual planet. No, no, and, no, no. And, no. And, but and, it, what's happening is is these factories are are dispersing carbon dioxide. Right. Which, which is what comes out of your mouth when you breathe out, and it promotes plant growth. It does, and yeah. so you know how you you know if you really wanted to fight mm-hmm. a war on car on global warming, you'd plant more trees. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> now, master master card clearing the forest in the, the Amazon. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You quit letting McDonald's make pastures in Brazil. Yeah. The the proof that this is all just a red herring is the fact that, you know, they're pushing, like, electric vehicles because yeah. we got to go clean. <laughs> but those electric vehicles are powered by the Batteries? grid, and the grid in most places is <laughs> powered by coal exactly. or oil. Exactly. No, wait a minute. you got to get electricity about the somewhere. Batteries yeah, let's just do the batteries. Have you ever oh. looked at what a lithium mine looks like? Oh, yeah. And they want to <laughs> say the pipelines are bad. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, but but on, this guys. is the hypocrisy, and oh, people 100%. are so we go back to people being ignorant yep. and being uninformed, mm-hmm. and just believing what they're told. And like oh, what, the all oh, the carbon polar bears can't be are good. Like what Grant says, the dum dums. You know? <laughs> and, and, yeah, well, and for more than fifty years now, we've been told that Florida would be underwater by now. Oh because, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they said in 2013, mm-hmm. like we would be underwater. All of California would be. Yeah, just so you know, we're not treading water. Exactly. Every year is going to be an amazing, uh, the worst hurricane season ever. It's gone down. Boys. Last year was like nothing. There's no, been a lot no, of, no. There's been a lot of hurricanes. There's just very few landfalls. Yeah, yeah. there's been a lot of hurricanes. They just got, avoided. I, th- I think we got they avoided Governor DeSantis as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like, we're not messing <laughs> with him. I'll, I'll, uh, hey, I'll start a new rumor. Have you noticed how no hurricanes have hit Florida since Trump moved in? <laughs> <laughs> well, <Yeah>. just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I won't go into the the fringe <laughs> things that I've researched. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's probably a good thing. You Get your tinfoil hats, guys. <laughs> like I said, we got to have some humor. Come on. Oh, 100%. <laughs> this, this world's depressing if you have no hope and no, no humor. That's right. Exactly. So economically, it doesn't look good for us. I mean, no way to way you cut it. And We're all in this together, guys. You know, Chase Bank. <laughs> The president, Chase Bank, comes out this last week and says that they're pre- preparing for a we- worldwide economic emergency. Mm-hmm. He didn't say collapse. He said emergency. emergency. Mm-hmm. What's an economic emergency? I don't know. 
you know, if you go to Chick-fil-A and you, you need $20 in your account to get your, your dinner and you only got 15 that might be an emergency. Right. Oh, I mean, you don't yeah. get your Chick-fil-A? Come on. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, if we get to the point where, you know, it's like a day's wages for a piece of bread like the Bible predicts. Well, you know. we've seen a 37% increase in, in some grocery prices. I Just mean, this year. Yeah, and and what I read this last week said that they're expecting the uh, grocery prices to increase another 30% by the end of the year. I believe it. I've wow. seen it. Yeah, I mean, I've ran spreadsheets for years on all of our budget forms, and I tell you, it just this year, it has just, I, we've blown it. You know, the budget system with just groceries, gas, mm. eating out, you oh. should see that the numbers are just stagnating. Well, you, just, just, you can't even hardly skyrocket afford to eat out. Yeah, I know. Oh, no. It's, it's like 40, 50 bucks now, oh. you know, and I'm like, well, what in the well, world? for you and your wife, but yeah. I, I, have, I have a family of four. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, $120. And and I'll be honest with you, we we like Thai food, but Uh you you go to Thai, it's it's $90 minimum. 90 minimum. Oh, for four people? Yeah. Four people, yep. And I'm like, my favorite food is sushi. Oh, that's. We think, oh, Florida, we're right I next mean, to the I ocean. When I was in Hawaii, sushi was real cheap and really good. You better just learn how to make it at home. We'll just go catch it ourselves. We should. It's right here. We definitely should. Isn't Gary like kind of building a a pool with fish? He, yeah, he's built a pond. Yeah, he, he hasn't put fish in. That'd be funny pond. if a bunch of people went over to his house and just started he walked out the back in. door and they're all sitting around there with a the pole. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Getting dinner. What does it look like I'm doing? Like sushi. <laughs> Ready. That's awesome. We jest, but the truth is, is there could be some some hunger issues coming towards us. If you look at the store shelves, many are empty all across the nation. Mm. Well, how do you prevent um, a f- like food shortages or, or or things like this from happening? You grow your own food, or you're in a community that grows enough food mm-hmm. for that community. Right. We have, well, as a nation, we've tried to eliminate that mm-hmm. in, to a large degree, so that people can't just go down the street to somebody they know who, or go out to their garden and get some get some food for the day. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Look what if, they did in World War Two and World War One. They told everybody to raise chickens and grow a garden. Yep. Right, exactly. Right. I got gators out back. They're have you, tasty. Have you heard anybody in our <laughs> government say to do that? It, no, and and the thing is, we we have all over the, since the COVID, we've had pipeline, you know, for for uh, shipping pipelines shut down. You know, people can't get certain materials. People can't get you know certain food. Ranchers are being told to destroy their cattle instead yeah. of selling it at the market. <laughs> right? You know, that's um, crazy. That was crazy. In Florida, we had whole entire vegetable crops that were destroyed this last year. Because yeah, because they couldn't get them to market. Yeah, they were rotting in the field. I saw that. Like and now, oranges. and now we have hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds of shipping vessels sitting off of our coast, anchored, mm-hmm. just doing not, nothing, not coming yeah. to port to bring in their goods. Mm-hmm. And we have store shelves that are bare. Yep. We you, we have Costco and Sam's Club and, and others that are limiting you on purchase of certain things. When the product is somewhere mm-hmm. and it's not ending up where you can get access to it, there is a problem. Yes. Right. Yeah, right. Because it's there. Well, because there, if you've got ships sitting off our, our coast, you know, waiting to go into port and being told they can't go into port, to me, that's somebody somewhere saying, don't let them in. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know what the reason is, but the Planned truth is, is we, have, mm-hmm. we have an issue with products getting to the people right now. And 
it's not a rumor. It's not fake news because the mainstream media spoke about it this very day and told people to expect that it's only going to get worse. Planned scarcity. Mm-hmm. They, get they, us in they a said to plan of scarcity. for for canned vegetable shortages for the holidays. Well, I can promise you that there is already that because if you go to Aldi's, they limit you to four canned green beans. Let's say mm. you only get four, <laughs> and and other stores are limiting you as well. Mm. So, they there's a in America the the, the last eighteen months or so. I would say is probably the only time that I've ever heard in my lifetime. And it could have happened before because we've had hard times in our nation before, right? Back in the Great Depression. And we've had hard times here before. There was an actual precipitating um, series of events that caused the Great Depression, though. And one of them was the Dust Bowl right. when it took out most of America's crops. Mm-hmm. But in my lifetime, I've never heard of you can only buy so much of something at the, the store. The only time... I know that is her. You know, but that was something. But those were limits put on so that everybody could get exactly. a fair share. Exactly. This well, is limits put on because you know what these are sounding so, like they, they were know. put on because people would buy all of it and sit in the parking lot and double the price. Well, yeah, yeah to prevent gouging too. Yeah. So yeah. this was going on in Cuba when we were down there visiting yeah. Cuba. They were doing the same thing down there. You know, it's limiting you how much food you could buy and there's only you Isn't know, that one a type socialist of country? Uh huh, yeah. Imagine that. That's what I've heard. Imagine that. Exactly. <laughs> Great, greatest social experiment in the history of the world Wait, is yep. North and South Korea. Isn't that what happened Korea. to yes. They went socialist? Uh-huh. I think so. Hmm. Right? Hmm. Maybe connecting a dot or two here. <laughs> Socialism, <laughs> does it work? No. Well, it does for some. Right. It, Make sure you have it, a lot of dogs saved up. <laughs> even China had to implement capitalistic uh, yeah. economic, uh, you know, parts of their society in order to not completely collapse because they were on the verge of complete collapse. Mm-hmm. Well, we could go back and ask USSR, does it work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, What's wait, that? they left. don't exist anymore. Exactly. Yeah, right. No, they they just exist in a new form of totalitarianism. But that socialist ideal, that socialist no. system. And we're sold that because, oh, folded. free health care, free education. Oh, man, I'll take it. Well, free, the, the, free checks the from the government? The fact is it costs something. And what people don't understand is those people pay 50 to 70% of t- their income in taxes. When we pay an average, what, 10 to 15 to 20% at, at the 20. most? When you were a kid, did you go to the barber and get a haircut and they give you a lollipop afterwards? Or oh, a yeah, popsicle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that free? No, because added no, it into you, the cost. Exactly. <gasps> Somebody's paying for everything free. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And usually the person who thought it was free. Yeah. You pay in some way. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> you may not pay today, but you will pay. Right. Mm. What's next on our agenda? We we're solving all the world's problems. We didn't Actually, even get to the uh, one world religion church. Oh, man. Oh, let's do that. Yes. So... This is terrifying. It is. The Pope, the Imam, um, I think the Buddhists as well are involved. They're building a one world religion church. It's in Dubai, right? In du- yeah. In Dubai? Yeah. I sent you guys that link mm. um, earlier. Well, the Pope and the Imam, um, they wrote a paper together. Uh, I think it was, was it last year or the year before? 
basically declaring, you know, that they worship the same God and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And the Pope completely left out Jesus Christ. Oh, of course. You know? Yeah, actually, wow. if you look at their, their charter, it doesn't mention Jesus at all. Mm -mm. Exactly. That's the whole point. And they, I, I think they, they plan to get Judaism into this as well and have, because it's, it's all about the Abrahamic faith. So I'm not sure Buddhism is actually going to fall into that. Um, well, they actually call it the Abrahamic family house. Right. Mm. And it's in Abu Dhabi and it's supposed to open in 2022. And it, and it's following the the idea that this doctrine that they've been trying to push for a while that we all worship the same God when really Yahweh the God of uh, Israel and the God of Christians is not Allah. Allah is a false god or possibly the devil himself. Um, but they're not the same God. We do not worship the same God. Um, and the difference between Christians and Jews is that Jews have not recognized their true Messiah yet. But they it's, haven't, they haven't, they actually have not involved the Jews in this yet. Well, I, th I suspect they will be. At I some have, point. I have an idea. You have to, to, right? I have an idea to think about. But if you, if you look in Revelation, this is straight out of Revelation. Right. Oh, dude. Well, yeah, it is. I have a thought to think about when it comes to why Israel's not a part of this yet or why the Jews are not a part of it. Mm -hmm. And think about this. The Bible says, you know, when the the lawless one is revealed, when he's apocalypto and he's revealed, um, it's be, it's when the um, abomination of desolation takes place where he walks into the temple mm -hmm. of, the, you know, the temple to God in Israel, uh, which still needs to be rebuilt. And he desecrates the temple by declaring that he is God. That's the moment where Israel embraces him as being their Messiah. Mm. And that could be what needs to happen before they actually embrace the one world religion of the end time, the Antichrist religion. You know, and that may be when they come in. If they come in before then, mm -hmm. then why would there be a second? Why would there be a temple in Israel if there's going to be a temple in Dubai? That's good. Right. That's good. There's been a there's been a Catholicism and Islamic, you know, connection going on for a long time, you know, but. Well, the Islamic faith, Muhammad actually took pieces of uh, Catholicism mm -hmm. and Christianity and pieces of Judaism mm -hmm. um, and a couple other things. And he kind of just took these rules and ideas and kind of pieced them all together to, mm -hmm. you know, to create um, yeah, Islam. There's a lot of areas in, yeah, of Islam, a lot of areas where they will only allow the Catholic Church in and no other you know, no other like Christian church or something else, but the Catholic church can come in and set up a, a, a Catholic church there. A Roman Catholic church. A Roman church. Catholic yeah. church. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's... So, yeah, the, again, we see, we see something <laughs> out of the book of Revelation that by all appearances looks like it's coming to life right in front of us. Mm -hmm. So where are we at in time? I mean, we need to start asking ourselves that, right? Where are we at in time? Because nobody knows the hour, right? Yeah. But we're also told to watch for some signs. This is one of the things we're told to watch for. Don't mm -hmm. be deceived. And we're we're supposed to be watching for a time where men's hearts grow cold. Mm -hmm. I think there's a pretty good argument for seeing that now. Oh, yeah. The love of most. The love of most will grow cold. And I think there's a really good piece of evidence out there for that all over the place. I mean, mm. neighbor against neighbor. I mean, people are... Have you seen some of the videos of people just losing their minds on somebody because they don't have a mask on? Oh, dude, yeah. it's been unreal. It's oh, crazy. All the Karen videos. The oh. Karen videos. <laughs> but, I mean, and it's not just that. I mean, 
neighbors spying watched, on each other I, and reporting each other. I've seen things on, on <laughs> social media and, and other places that where people are talking about the unvaccinated oh. in ways that, I mean, they basically said, I wish you would die. Yeah. I mean, that is terrifying. Or is gloating it, about people that died in the hospital well, that were oh, vaccinated. Oh, I've seen that too. Yeah, oh, well, that's I've horrible. Seen that. You I've were seen that. warned, so you're getting yeah. exactly oh, what you deserve. Oh, we're glad they died because that just says an example of how my vaccine is definitely, you know. I th- so I, the I think attitude's was, terrifying. It is horrible. I think it was a, a prominent politician. I'm not sure. I don't remember exactly who it was, so I don't want to uh, speculate a name in my memory. But there was a prominent politician who basically was starting this idea uh, that the unvaccinated are terrorists. Well, I've seen that over in several places. There's a lot of people that have uh, made that claim. They, but when, we, but when we it comes have, from a politician who's have, high up, that's have, a problem. We have con- sitting congressmen that are calling for forced vaccination. And how many Hold of them you actually you the got vaccinated? Oh, my word. Well, they're exempt. That's so my that's my here, point. Here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> they just, know what's our, our president has made a, a mandate that all companies over five is it over a hundred, hundred employees. Hundred employees. Get their employees vaccinated yep. or be fined seventy thousand dollars. I yeah. saw that. Yep. Per incident. Per incident. Well, if you're a small business, that you're done. Mm-hmm. But, I just say that I work for United but, States Postal Service. This is supposed <laughs> exactly. this is Government, supposed baby. to be for the betterment and health of the people of our nation, right? The greater except good. For, except the USPS is exempt. That's right. Congress <laughs> is exempt. The why NBA he, is why, exempt. Why, <laughs> why didn't they exempt the military? Oh. I don't know the answer to that question, but I'm just saying. That's a scary If thought. it's really for your health, that for all of our health, mm-hmm. no one would be exempt. Well, also, also no what we were saying earlier, if it's so good, why do you have to force it? If it's so good, people yeah, are just going to choose to do for, it. In groves, for, right? Forget all of that. Yeah. All of those arguments are moot when you say some people don't have to get it. Exactly. Yep. If it's, if it's that important for the forcing... For the cajoling, mm-hmm. for the paying, there's mm-hmm. they'll pay you in places. Oh, they will. Oh yeah, California started paying people. Bribing, right? threatening. If it's that important, mm-hmm. there would be no exemptions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The minute they gave out exemptions, it invalidated every single argument. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Now you see the rules of logic don't apply to them because they don't follow rules of logic. But those exactly. that are discerning need to look at that through the lens of exactly. that makes no sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If it is that important and that good, they would give zero exemptions. Right. But once you start down that road of, well, this person's exempt for that and we're not going to make these people. Valid guess anymore. what? Mm-hmm. Then your arguments no longer make any sense. So I, I don't know. Well, this I know. Is, and here's the thing. We, we were talking about our freedoms, right? Mm-hmm. They're taking away people's, some people re- have a valid religious belief that says, I cannot get that shot. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and I'm sure there's more than one reason for different uh, faiths to think that. But for myself, this is all developed off of aborted fetal tissue. They're is human DNA in this vaccine. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not putting that in my body. Mm-hmm. No. And there's who knows how what else in there. Well, and I just, 
I don't, we have the right to just say no. Exactly. We still have that right. Yeah. And if they take away your job and your livelihood for doing what you think is right, then that doesn't make them right. Mm-hmm. Right. And as a but, Christian, you should trust that it, the Lord is going to take care of you exactly. for But if you have a religious based on your conscience, right, oh, that you fill out and they choose to ignore that, yeah. that's a step in the direction to saying that faith no longer matters in this country. Exactly. And it's a constitutionally protected state. It is. Going out the window, though. That that right there is a death to the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think we've had several deaths to the Constitution. <laughs> so it's just another nail and, in and, the coffin. Know, <laughs> in the last year and a half, two years, maybe I'd go probably back about four and a half or five now, we've seen voices shut off, mm-hmm. silenced. We've taken and eliminated freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest... And probably one of the most important pieces of our Constitution is the freedom of speech. One of the foundations of our freedom is freedom of speech. And we've let it be destroyed. Yep. We've we've watched them dismantle um, the the core foundations of the Constitution and this country. However, I do think we've seen a little bit of revival of people who... Actually, are patriots. So you've had people Maybe. that that come back out, you know. And we've had the start of alternate platforms like Rumble, you know, where you can find some of these things. Or bit you it's, know. Well, it's easy to see the birth of a patriot. All you got to do is take away the freedom that matters to them. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And for everybody, it's a different button, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And so they they were fine with what was going on in the world until that thing that was important to them was taken away. Mm-hmm. Right. Now I'm going to march against the man of the machine, whatever you want to call it, right? Right. But the truth is even with this podcast, we say things on here that you know, some of the platforms that it is posted on likely could take it down for what we're saying. Yep. Mm-hmm. Even this very show we're talking about. Because it goes against the narrative of what the world and and the I don't know what you want to call it, elitist or promoting, right? Mm-hmm. And in this world, you don't do that. We've seen it. Look look at what happened. I w- can't believe I'm going to say this, but look what ha- happened to Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. I know, right? I mean, here here's a person that probably I have almost zero in con- common with, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, we, we have probably almost no life parallels. Yeah. Just be honest. <laughs> right. Right, but she and she had millions of followers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She spoke out against what was going on in the world. Yep, and they broke her. Boom! <laughs> they did. That's happened to most major celebrities who've spoken out. Same thing happened with Kanye, Kanye West. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, every t- there are a few times he he started speaking up and speaking out against what's going on, and they. Basically destroyed him. Oh, well, they destroyed him for being a Trump supporter. Yeah, that too, yeah. Well, it, even prior to that, though, you know. Mm-hmm. But that was the nail in his coffin, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm not going to hate Trump like the rest of you. Well, then you're done. <laughs> I mean, it's, See, if yeah, you, we, we live in a true cancel culture. If you, don't mm-hmm. be, if you don't believe in the ideology that's being propagandized, that, like even if you're on uh, supposedly on that side of, of the line, if you don't adhere to what they're saying and you don't promote that yourself, 
they will lambast you. Look what happened with Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah. yeah. He yep. got he got uh, COVID. He talked about how he used a uh, few holistic <sighs> things to, and he got better in three days. And they tried crucifying. Oh, him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he did. wasn't even like trying to promote nope. that stuff. No, because no, he was still you're, you're not yeah. allowed to say you had success outside their the system. No, right. so I saw it on Instagram. It was a Joe Rogan post. He said, "Hey, I have to cancel a couple shows because I got COVID, but I did like all these vitamins and like this like IV drip or whatever." Yeah, he did the thing that our governor in our our state yeah has endorsed and yep. exactly it. and but, yeah. saved many lives. Exactly, mm-hmm. our our COVID uh, infection rate and death rate has dropped drastically. Yeah, and mm-hmm. we can get into how to fight COVID because I I really think that's you know you do natural things, but there was a banner underneath that said. Um, oh, what did it say specifically? It was like all non-authorized uses of of treating COVID could result yeah, in injury yeah, yeah, or exactly. in death. Yeah. So you click on the banner, and guess where it takes you? <laughs> to the vaccine. So the How to get the vaccine. Yeah, right. well. Your locations are nearby. <laughs> exactly. It was all that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, he wasn't even trying to promote this stuff, but it's like they have to put that banner on it. Yeah, well, you, that's how you keep the narrative rolling. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh my goodness! But yeah, that's the world that we live in right now, and mm-hmm. it's extremely divisive. Oh yeah. So and unfortunately, for most people that I know that don't want to get the vaccine, and the same with most of the people I know that didn't want to wear a mask, they really don't care if you wear a mask. We don't want to hear it. They really don't care if you get a vaccine. I don't think less of you mm-hmm. if you feel that's something you need to do. That's what you should do. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You but have it the does freedom to seem, choose what you do. Exactly. It does not seem like that they that is a reprocity. It's the other way. Yeah. yeah, there's no reprocity with that. So I don't watch a lot of the major mega, mega news media very often, uh-huh. but I was at a client's house doing some painting, and they had even just Fox News running. And I tell you, the, the two main topics for that whole hour and a half, they were pushing, like, it was either vaccines or... Um, you know, shut shutdowns of what's going on in the airports and stuff like that, you know, and, and mandates. And then back to vac- full vaccines. And, I mean, it was vaccine stuff nonstop for an hour and a half. I, could, I, I had to get out of there. Loop, I'm just man. like, this is... That's talk how about, you brainwash people. It, they were brainwashing people so bad. I tell you, I had to get out of there just to breathe better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's unfortunate <laughs> that we've got to that point that, that we just will not allow for freedom that uh-huh. we've all been accustomed to. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. It was it was switching back and forth to Afghanistan stuff and yeah. then back to vaccines. Afghanistan, Ugh. vaccines for an hour and a half. I was like, there's nothing else they were reporting on. The Afghanistan thing that's just an absolute horrific tragedy for our nation. Yeah. Oh, uh, Not just it, ours, but theirs. But yeah, and I agree. Yeah, there's more than ours, but we we I feel like we lost our honor in that. I mean, and that's <laughs> for sure. Not that we probably had a lot of honor left with all the abortion and all that stuff, but man, that, as a veteran, that hurt really bad to see. Oh, dude, I, I can imagine. It's not something that we would, I would never have imagined we would have done something like that. No. It, it's just mind boggling. There was a meme that I saw of a, a grandpa that was from the you know Vietnam, mm-hmm. you know, and he was saying to his son, which was in the Iraq war, now you know how we feel. You know, and it's like, wow, I can't, I can't imagine what you yeah, guys. Yeah, what... and I have a lot of friends that fought in Afghanistan. Yeah, and uh, and I tell you what, 
Some of them took that very hard. I mean, lost limbs and, and why? It is so surreal. Well, it's, it's why horrible. did I surrender my entire life for that? Yeah, for what? You know, suicide in the military has gone up 13% this year. Has it really? Yeah, it was already pretty high. Wow. Man, I can't, it just bothers my I mean, mind. suicide in general since COVID started has, has skyrocketed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, in the, you know, well, that's the other thing. So there's some shortages in medications also. Mm-hmm. And you would be mind blown if you knew how the percentage of the population was on antidepressants. Mm-hmm. It's over forty percent. Mm-hmm. So, so we, it's not well, something that's, that it's talked it's about. The most prescribed drug, but it's not something that's really talked oh, no. about all that much. Because mm-hmm. it's so, I feel like it's so normal. People just most of us probably know many people on antidepressants. You just don't know they are. Oh yeah, yeah. it's just that I've been prescribed many. <laughs> okay. But like over time, so, like like I don't mean that like I'm crazy. I, I mean like we like know, we that's know, we know yeah that, that was I should have prefaced that better. Yeah, you're, you're touched. It's all right. No, I we, mean we accept you. I mean like that's you have what, you have a legitimate brain issue. I do have a legitimate brain issue, but a lot of the um, primary care doctors that's all they wanted to do. Well, we've we've become a easy medication. They know. just wanted me in and out. Well, and I'm, I'm off of them now. Uh, so I got I'm, a story for you. But I, the truth is, I got here, a story here, for you. Just a second. Okay. Let's say you have a lot of people on antidepressants that uh-huh. truly need them. Yeah. Okay. That, I mean, that are dependent on them to function normally, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people in that position. If you get a shortage and that stops, mm. I mean, there's a tragedy in the waiting for that. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of crazy people out there. Well, not only that, but you know, I know what you mean. Anyways, if you just can't function. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's another side to that coin, though. And, you know, we got to the place we are with antidepressants being prescribed the way they are. And in the beginning, it was a tool that um, the psychiatrist used to help in the beginning stages of the process of figuring out why they were depressed so they could move them past it to help fix the brain chemistry that was wrong until they could address the issue. Now it's just what they use and they don't even like take them through the process of trying to actually get mentally healthy. No, just get the chemical and get out. The exactly. biggest problem is they treat the symptoms, not the root cause. Right. We're putting Which is what on we everything. do with everything nowadays. Yep. Exactly. Everything gets a Band-Aid. I went Which to, it will never last. I get my physical every two years because I have a CDL. And uh, when I walked in there last time, they're like, uh, can you name all your, your your prescriptions that you take? And I said, none. And they're like, she stuttered and looked at me again and said, I'm sorry, what? I said, no, I don't I don't take any prescriptions. I don't have any any use for any of that. What do you mean? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then I talk into a, a, a a medical person that I know that's a little more in the holistic medicines, you know, natural mm-hmm. herbs and vitamins and stuff. And she was telling me that um, she treats a lot of people with their blood. You know, she'll get their blood samples and tell them what they're lacking, what they need. Right. She was telling me that uh, a majority of people my age are on an average of five different types of medications at my age. And it goes up from there. She says, with you taking none, is is very unusual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get, to, I, told, I get told the same thing because <laughs> I take none. Uh, Neither do I. I'm 52 years old. Most people my age are taking 10 and 12. Yeah. I don't trust what the pharmaceutical companies are creating. 100% not. So I won't. Even if a doctor said, well, this could help you. Well, let me go and do some research no, and the figure only out thing, a more healthy way to achieve what you're trying to yeah. achieve. The only thing I take now is supplements and vitamins and all that. All right, that right. Well, that's because our food is the... 
Oh yeah, you can't get anything. You can't get your full nutrients out of your food anymore. So you have so to take supplements take some, just to balance you out. Gotta take some, Thank you, Monsanto. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. You got to get your vitamin C somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're not. Because you're, you're not allowed to go outside, just so you know. Yes. Oh yeah, because you're stuck in your house. Yeah. Yeah. Because of COVID. Well, we're not. But for some people in this world, like. In Australia, some of the oh, things they're doing say. to some of those poor folks down there, it's just it's you don't terrifying. get vitamin D, you will die from any virus. I, I I feel so disconnected from so much of what people experience with this COVID lockdown stuff because even when we had that short like couple weeks here in in Martin County mm-hmm. in Florida, um, I didn't even really like. I just did my normal routine. I still came to work. I, you know, I did my normal routine. I'm, I have not experienced lockdown like some people have experienced yeah. lockdown. And so yeah. for me, it's like what's what's wrong is what's going wrong with society, you know, and how our freedoms are slipping away. Not because, like, I'm going crazy because I can't get out of my house. Well, the truth is, um, in my my particular position, it's actually been good for me, the lockdown. Because... One, I don't I don't have a half hour drive to go to work in the morning or come home. I don't have to go sit in a cube farm. I could I can sit at home in my office and do my work. Mm-hmm. And so it's actually been quite honestly, it's been great for me not having to go, go through all that. I, I I found out that I absolutely love this. I would I dread the day to ever have to get back out and go to the office. <laughs> <laughs> That's the you guys are a bunch of hermits. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I go out and I do things. I go out and do things all the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I, I mean, you're to... not you're not in a you personally are not in a state of lockdown. Your job may have allowed you to work from home. Yeah, I'm uh, not locked down. But you're not you're not in a state of like I can't go out of my house. Oh no. You know? Some people t- take it that way. Now. But and yeah. some governments like in Australia yeah. are actually forcing it by it well, you look, know. and they've tried that in in all across Europe and. The truth is, is people are revolting against it. I mm-hmm. mean, we before they shut the media blackout in Australia, we were seeing the people uprising. And oh, they, I know. They were fighting back against their government. And well, they Cuba were... did the same thing. They started uprising, and uh, they, yeah. the government shut down all the social media platforms. So you don't know. We didn't know what. Well, that's what, happened all the... over Europe too. Yeah, that too. Oh, I wonder what happened today here. Oh, wait. Oh! <laughs> can't Sorry. get on Facebook. I Sorry. can't find out the truth. <laughs> Sorry. I actually just I, saw... I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to go back to that. No, I actually just saw... I'm glad you brought that up. It, everything's online now. Oh. oh. So, I can go back to shopping for my I golf just, carts. Exactly. Oh, man, word. They and changed I just, something in the Matrix, just so you know. Exactly. <laughs> they fixed the glitch. <laughs> no, but I, I, I just read a... um. An article that said it was something about a server. Oh, really? For the whole world? I guess. Well, you, that's a very large. You, server. you know, it's. Well, I mean, with Facebook, because Facebook is, it's the, it was their platform that went yeah. down. That makes sense. Uh, there was, a, I think, it was like two years ago. Uh, there was a day where like eighty percent of the internet was down, and it oh, was yeah, all yeah. tied to Amazon Web Services. Well, they've uh, we've seen where. Gmail went down and Yahoo Mail went down and yeah. several other things right. all went down the same but, day. But we saw we saw eighty percent of the internet period go down because so much is tied into Amazon Web Services. That should tell you how connected Amazon is to the internet. And yeah, how scary that it's is. It's not Google that owns the whole internet. No. They own the search engine, um, you know, part, portion of it. But like but the Amazon has stuff. its fingers in almost everything. We right. just needed to do a reset. Well. Yeah. <laughs> 
Have you it, tried turning it, it off and turning it back yeah, on? Well, it, so, <laughs> it was just a global one. Thanks, <laughs> IT, thanks IT guy. Yeah. <laughs> You're not smart enough to think of that anymore. That's my go as a production director. That's my go-to. <laughs> uh, well, and it's funny before they started saying that, and, and uh, I'm older, so they used to come to. Are you sure it's plugged in? <laughs> that's always one of my first questions. <laughs> I'm like, that's so bad. No, I, I used to really. I used to work in uh, retail, uh, and electronics was one of the things. And so I've I've helped a lot of people. And when people like call you up or come in, I can't get this to work or I can't get this to work. It's always like the simplest thing. Oh, yeah. that they would never think of because they don't understand, you know, troubleshooting that sort of stuff. But it's like you you go in and within thirty seconds you fix their problem. Like how did you do that? I'm a master. Well, That'll be three hundred dollars. It's funny. <laughs> I, I, I know a story. About a guy who, he was uh, retired from a company, and there's this big machine that he used to be in charge of keeping running. Mm -hmm. And it one day after he retired, it had been some time since he retired, Oof. it quit working. And they spent incredible amounts of money trying to get it working, and people out, lots of labor hours, engineers, all, nobody could get it working. So they called the guy up. And asked if he would come in and fix it, you know, on a contract basis. And he said, oh, absolutely, I'll do that. So he comes in. And this machine is, like, big, like, bigger than a, a truck, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he slides back there behind the machine, and he looks it over, and they hear him get a, a, a hammer, and he hits the machine in the spin. Right in the exact it, spot. It just turns on. He comes sliding back out between the machine and the wall, puts his in his bag. He said, I'll send you my bill. <laughs> and they said, okay, well, thanks so much. And off they went. Well, they sent a bill. The bill is for $80,000. Oh, good. Oh, it was, yeah, $80,000. And they said, why is it so much? He goes, we spent all this, you know, why Why would you charge us for the, you just two minutes, you tapped it. He said, yeah, but I knew exactly where to tap it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's, that's like awesome. a meme I've seen going around, uh, you know, and uh, recently, and it's been around before. You know, it's like the the person who's charging you hundred dollars an hour to do a service is like, you're not paying for my time; you're paying for my expertise. Exactly. Yeah, you're paying for all the years it took me yeah, to so get to the point where exactly. I could do the job in thirty and that's minutes. Exactly. I try to tell people, I say, I've been doing this job that I do for almost thirty years. You're not paying for what you're getting out of me today. You're getting the 30 years of experience. experience all right? the stuff I did. I know exactly that. what we need to do because of that. Mm -hmm. and, and you're scrambling around trying to figure out what to do. That's mm -hmm. why you need me. Mm -hmm. Yep. Exactly. Well, so we've talked about a lot of different things today that uh, are easily found very similar, at least, in that last book of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And it's been our longest podcast yet. Oh, Is it really? Where what are we at? at? About an hour and 40 minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Man, I'm feeling good about Split this. Split this into two parts. When, when <laughs> we get together, it's easy for us to oh, go. yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to edit a lot of this out, but <laughs> hour and 40? I'm not even close to being done. <laughs> So well, you just don't want to do a full daily podcast, you know, so man, people just listen well, to you, us while they're working all day? You know, Ben one. Shapiro does three hours, and then he uh -huh. breaks it up into three sections. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah. Good luck editing this, by the way. Oh, I'm only cutting out that one section. Oh, oh and this yeah. one conversation's oh, got to go, too. I thought oh, you were well, of course this. Cut but. out everything I said. <laughs> um, I, I guess the only thing that I really wanted to cover 
we don't have to, but I'll suffice it to say this. I think it's important for Christians to be aware of what's going on around the world around them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we see all kinds of... Jesus told us there would be signs. So we have to be aware of those signs. We have to know what things... Not everything is just a benign appearance, right? We have to be aware of what's going on. We have to be looking for the bride of Christ should be looking for his return. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Not just sitting back going, well, he'll holler and we'll care. We're ready. Exactly. We should be looking for the things that show he's on the way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when Gary teaches blood covenant, he describes how this is, uh, a parallel to a Jewish wedding. Right. You know, God, God has designed how he wants things to look and he, he's given representations in the past. And so the whole, the whole, point you know where christ comes back in the second coming it's just like a jewish wedding and in jewish weddings in in ancient times you know the the uh groom sorry for Mm -hmm. the groom would act you know he would become betrothed to the bride and then he would go away to build a house Mm -hmm. right and so that's what christ did right and so until the father until his father said okay your house is ready you can go get your bride right and that was the custom and when he came back he'd come outside of the city and this whole processional outside of the city they'd blow trumpets and they'd go crazy and And like the bride or the groom is here the groom is here and so the bride messengers right but Mm -hmm. the bride would know like you know would be should be expecting him right and so then they would send they would go out to the city and they would meet with them and they'd come back in but the whole point is like the bride was ready the bride wasn't just like caught off guard the brides would wait be looking because there would be more than one lady there waiting for her husband to show up. Right, right. So if a groom comes outside the city and announces he's ready for his bride, they got to be looking to see which one of them it is. Yeah. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So, again, you have to be looking for the signs. I can also add to that. Um, the city was very small, and what the the groom would do is he would add on a room to his father's house. Mm-hmm. And usually when he was done adding on that room is when he would come and get his bride. Mm-hmm. Now, the city was small enough to where the bride would see the progress on the room. So she knew around oh, wow. what time he would be done. Right, right. You mean she was watching the whole time wow. for his progress. <laughs> exactly. That's interesting. Imagine that. Yeah. I mean, so again, the... yeah. we should be looking for that. Everything, this this book has told us what to look for. Right. Revelation, we're, to, we're be revealed. to be revealed. Well, looking the for the temple. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be looking for all these things. Christ this told us one all world the signs. Government, the abomination. We, all these things that are going to happen before our Lord comes. 100%. But guess what? How many people? I wonder how many people are actually looking out at the world today going, hey, I think I read something about that. In Revelation. Well, let me go check. Right. One of the biggest (laughs) lies I was told growing up in the church was, you know, you don't need to worry about that. It'll just happen. Like, don't worry about it. It'll happen. Like, Like you don't need to. Thief in the night, he says. Exactly. That's right. So when the disciples asked Jesus, what's it going to be like? He didn't say, oh, just don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It'll happen. He said, what you've been doing and working out great. (laughs) He goes into a full chapter. Uh-huh. Of just telling them what's going to happen. Right. And he said, do not be deceived. Exactly and right. And goes yeah. into telling them. Yep. And that's yeah. how important it is. So that's, that's why 
I think it's important for us to get together occasionally and point out, 100%. hey, look, I see this out here now, and I think this is something that we need to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you get nothing more out of this show, take your kids out of public school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the underlined. <laughs> That's awesome. It's the main point. Yep. But no, seriously, in all seriousness, we have to be prepared for yeah. the days ahead. And we do. We have to be prepared for our Lord's return. He didn't say to blindly walk around and not be prepared. No, mm-hmm. he said be prepared. Be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. And that means we have to be aware. That means we have to be vigilant. Mm-hmm. We have to be watching on the wall for what's going on around us so we can, A, appropriately react to the things that happen around us mm-hmm. and be prepared when he does come. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's going to be difficult between that time and this time. If we and, think what we're seeing today is is hard <laughs> and is pressure like the, if the vaccine pressures to do all that if we think that's bad just wait until the mark of the beast is, is oh dude yeah there's so much so many things that have been laid out in front of us that show that th- that the days are going to be absolutely terrifying compared to what we've known well it's just yeah. going to keep getting easier and easier and easier to get deceived and, and so, I think that's why that's going to be that big falling away. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It's a. It's already vitally, Yeah, a hundred percent. We're already seeing it. Vitally important for us to keep our faith rooted in the Word. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And, that's the only thing that's constant. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that has happened over the years is people have separated themselves from each other in the faith, mm. and we need to draw back together. We do because uh, when when one of us falls down, the others can pick them up. Yep. We ha- it tells us in the Word that's how we should walk. Mm. And so we have to start working our direction that now we need to get there. Mm-hmm. Because what happens if one of us loses a job and we can't feed our family? Do we just let them starve? Well, that's not what the word says no. we're supposed to do. Exactly. We're supposed to help them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think uh I think it's important to to note that um that starts locally. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And but we need to be careful because there is a false ecumenicism and a false church unity um, where everybody should come together and that will lead to like, you know, the end times religion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there is a true um, church unity where we're supposed to be united, you know. Um, yeah. All the believers should be coming together and, and loving and helping each other in every way possible. Mm-hmm. That it, the time for separation, the time for selfish desire and self-autonomy in the world is over. You're, it, we're quickly coming to a time where you're either of the world or you're of Christ. Mm-hmm. There's no in between. Yeah, yeah, they're starting to become a very distinct line. Yeah. I mean, it's visible today. I think. Well, no, that, that line was visible. probably always there. Yeah. It's just we becoming more prominent. Allowed now. ourselves to, you know, put blinders on. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were hypnotized by the world, probably. Quite honestly. Mm-hmm. So, I think we've uh, hit our time limit for the day. <laughs> We've definitely touched on a lot of stuff. Uh, I, I think it was really good for us to touch on all those topics. For for those of you that are outside of the United States that are listening to this, we definitely pray for you all. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, one of the things I guess we would say is just uh, stay strong in the faith. Um, stay strong in your hope. And uh, just hang on because our Lord's coming soon. I, I truly believe that. Amen. So uh, this has been a Veritas Resurgence broadcast, and today on A Voice Calling in the Wilderness, we've been talking with Brian and Aiden and Grant, and we've been talking about current events, how they appear, many of them, to align with some things we're told in the book of Revelation, 
they're definitely pointing us into a, a world changing or a a change of our nation for sure. But we're seeing changes across the world that both that terribly impact people's lives and and make life more difficult and harder than we've ever known before, likely. And so we appreciate you listening today, and we'd ask that you take a moment and subscribe to our podcast. Don't forget to visit our website at vrpodcast.org and where you can find more teaching and ask questions of the show or guests. Also, you can find us on Facebook when it's up at A Voice Calling in the Wilderness. And do us a favor, recommend this podcast to your friends and family. Again, we thank you for listening and have a blessed day.